Good morning, Good morning, saints of God. It's leap day. It it's what? Day. Leap day. I don't know what that means. It's February 29th. Oh, it's 29th. Been given an extra 24 an hours. An extra so day. Live it to the fullest. Live it to the fullest. Right. Hey. And we only get to say happy leap year every four years. So happy leap year. Look, guys, the gang's all here except again for today except, except for Michael. Michael. It's working. That's what I say. Except for Michael. Gang's all here except for Michael, who is working. It is Thursday. The 29th day of February. Still up in my hair. <laughs> it's 2024. Let's go. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. All right, good morning, good morning. We're going to sing one of our songs. It's Thursday. We like to do a Messianic song on Thursday. This is one of ours. It comes straight out of the Psalms. What is it, Mom? Psalm 148 and 149, ain't it? Something like that.
Thank you. Huh? It's good. No, sit here as long as you want. Sit here with me. We should have planned to do it Hallelujah. 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 So that is our one of our new songs just come out at the beginning of this year. Please go to wherever you find music. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. Look up the Nesbits and look Proclaim. And, of course, you'll get to hear it with the bass and drums and keyboards and everything. You know, we just, uh, we sing here in the kitchen and we've just got this, we've got, I've got this little, it's a really cool microphone, uh, but, you know, you, I just switch it. It can't pick up everything great. It's, you know, we're just singing acoustically right here around this thing, but I hope you enjoy it. And yes, I cut the hair off my face. I I had a wild hair yesterday. You didn't even notice, daughter, did you? I almost said it, and then I'm like, I'll wait till after daybreak. Uh, yeah. So, I had a wild hair. Just thank, thank God that that's all a wild hair is anymore. I looked at you and I was like, that looks unusually handsome today. Oh, how sweet is that? Unusually, unusually handsome. Anyway. Did you hear that? Yes. Dad looks unusually <laughs> handsome today. Because hey, normally he's not. Particularly handsome today would have been maybe a better <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. I have to explain. It's a joke because he's always complained because us kids always prefer him with just the goatee. Yeah. Not the full beard. Not so like the that's beard. that's why I said that. Yeah, but, you know, in the winter, I'm just very cold-natured, and I literally... I grow the beard for the winter because I get so cold. And then I shaved it off and it's been cold yesterday and today. And I'll tell you, yesterday must have been wild hair day. It was wild hair because day. Because Michael came in and all his hair. <laughs> Michael gone. got him a haircut last day. Y'all wait till you see Michael. I don't know when you'll get to see him on daybreak again. Well, but <laughs> he got him a pretty cool cut. I think Very it's cool, cool anyway. It's, it's cool. It's, it's a summer cut. cut. All right, well, let's jump into the Bible, okay? Uh, we're having a good time. We're talking about the days of Lot. Why? Because the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, said, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. As it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be. So we spent time saying, okay, what was it like in the days of Noah? And we've been studying that. And now we're switching to... The days of Lot, and this is uh, the study that we're in right now. Let's recap a little from yesterday, and let's just quickly say, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, be with us as we speak and study your word today in Yeshua's name. Amen and amen. Okay, yesterday, uh, one of the things we wanted to be sure to bring out yesterday was this. That the New Testament just simply opens up the Gospel of Acts. I mean, the Gospels, the book of Acts, and all the epistles just burst on the scenes with, with unclean spirits, evil spirits, demons, fallen angels. It's talked about throughout the New Testament. That is a fact. But what we also understand is that the New Testament, the New Covenant writers never go into explanation of where they come from or the origin of where they come from. And so we talked about that a little bit. It gives us 
a realization that there's bad spirits, but doesn't tell where they come from. Now, what do we get from that? Uh, since we know that the scripture says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness, right? All scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means the scripture itself, it is sufficient for everything we need to know to live holy righteous, just lives and be servants of the Most High God here upon this earth, which means we need to know evidently that there are unclean spirits because we have to deal with them. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. These signs will follow those that believe. The first thing it says, cast out demons. So we need to know that there are demons and unclean spirits because we are called to engage with them. However, it is plain that we don't need to know or understand exactly the origin or where they come from. It's okay. God says you don't, have, you don't need to know all of these things. All you need to know is give your heart, soul, life into me, to me, and then go forth preaching the gospel, baptizing believers, Okay, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you. And part of that is casting out demons. The scripture is sufficient. So we need to know about the unseen realm. We don't have to know uh, the origin or understand where they come from. And this is important as we move on, because I want to say this to you. It does, you know, preachers differ. Scholars differ on all of this. I'm no scholar, but I am a Bible teacher. And though people differ on this, here's the reality. Now, I shared with you my thoughts and the reasons I think the way I do. But it doesn't matter if demons are fallen angels or if they're uh, Nephilim. It really doesn't matter. And please, never argue with people over it because it doesn't matter. That is not something that anybody needs to try to be dogmatic about because the scriptures just don't. Let us be deep, be dogmatic about what the scriptures say, okay, and have opinions about what the scriptures don't say, but don't get into it. Now, if you want to know more or learn more about it, remember you can text me, and uh, you're always welcome, you know, to text me, and I will share with you any books that I think might could help you. I'll throw that on the screen. This is my personal cell phone number. Why would I do this? Because it's all over all kinds of websites. It's everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. So I'm okay with it. You're, you can text me or ask me questions or if, if there's books that you say, well, what kind of books? I mean, I can give you some suggestions. Interesting stuff to read. Interesting things to think about. But don't go overboard in it. Battle the demonic, don't worry about who they are or where they come from. Just battle them, okay? Now, that brings us to today. And so today, I, I wrote in here, if you're watching this, the subtitle under this, wherever you're watching, whichever place, uh, today I put in Days of Lot, the story, the sins, the attitude. The story, the sins, the attitude. Now, I want to throw up a few things, and these are a few scriptures we've already looked at, but I want to go back and look at them just a little bit more before we go to Genesis 19. Now, I hope some of you, and let me ask this, you know, I, I can't throw scriptures up there and see your comments at the same time, but 
Uh, did you read chapter 18 and chapter 19, those two chapters yesterday? Any of you? Did any of you read that? It's pretty interesting stuff, right? So let me remind us, the book of Jude, we've already been over these, and I'm giving this to you in the Amplified. It says this, Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the adjacent cities, since they in the same way, in the same way as what? In the days of Noah. Okay? Since in the same way as these angels that sinned that we talked about, that's what we've been studying, indulged in gross immoral freedom and unnatural vice and sensual perversity. The book of Jude connects the ungodly, immoral, ungodly means not godly, immoral means not moral, okay? Uh, freedom, unnatural vice means it's not natural, to creation, that is what it means, the created order, central perversity. Okay, and so it connects this with the fallen angels. That is very important for you to remember. And we're going to remember these out of Second Peter now as well. Second Peter 2.6, turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly. Okay? Would live ungodly. Made them an example. Verse 7 and 8. 2 Peter 7 and 8. And delivered righteous Lot. I want you to remember this. I'm reading this because we're going to go back to the story. I want you to remember a few things that we read about in the New Testament that the apostles, uh, our brothers, help us to understand as we go back to read this. The scripture says, delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. And then in parentheses, in verse 8 it says, for that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. It's kind of hard to understand. I mean, we read that and go, why, why did you torment your righteous soul? Why didn't you just get the heck out of there? Mm -hmm. You ever think that? I mean, I do. Yes, I do. And, <laughs> and, you know, the perversion that resulted from him keeping his children in that environment is a good lesson for us today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys, if you read both whole chapters, you realize that even though Lot ends up escaping and his two daughters. Remember, Mama turned back and looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. That even later, right, they get their father drunk and lay with them. Where did they get this kind of moral thought that they would do something like this? Okay, and the Moabites and the Ammonites are the tribes that descend from them who becomes very, uh, a definite foe of Israel, okay, later on in life. However, God still brings salvation, you know, so you can study about the Moabitess and things like that. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting off track here. One more I want us to look at before we go is in Ezekiel. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 16, verse 49 and 50, we also have a prophecy from our brother Ezekiel about Sodom. And here's what he says. He said, look, 
This was the iniquity of your sister Sodom and her daughter. She, excuse me, sister Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, abundance of idleness, neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy, verse 50, and they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw fit. So God says, as, as we go back to read, I want you to understand that what we are reading in Genesis 19 is not the only sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, they were lifted up in pride. They had abundance. They became idle. Can I tell you in your spiritual walk with God, it's important for you to stay busy in the kingdom and not become idle? Amen and amen. Also, they didn't strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. This is total new covenant. If you are a follower of Yeshua, then it should be upon your heart to help the poor and needy. That should be a part of who you are. It should just come up within you. You have been blessed, especially if you live in America. You have been blessed. We are blessed. And let's be sure to share our goods with the poor and needy. Strengthen the hand of amen. the poor and needy. Can I get an amen to that? Amen to that. All right. So, now we're going to go back uh, and read from Genesis chapter 19. We want to read part of the story, and then we want to talk a little bit about the sins and the attitude today. We want to try to get through some of that today. So we read part of this yesterday, but uh, maybe we should go ahead and remember that 19.1 starts out with, now the two angels, remember three men were talking with Abram, the three left, well, two left, one stayed. The Lord stayed and talked with Abram, and the two angels came in to Sodom. And when Lot sees them, he goes and he greets them. He falls down in front of them. He says, hey, guys, come. Come stay in my house. And they said, remember, no, we'll just, we'll just, stay, out in the, we'll just stay out in the city square. And Lot's like, no, do not stay in the city square. Please come into my house, right? And that's what we learned with verse 2, okay, uh, as well. That, that's where it is, verse 2 there. Oh, now I'm going to jump to verse 4. It says, Now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. This shows you the attitude of the entire city. We're not just talking about there's some wicked people in the city. And remember that the Lord promised Abram, if I can find, you tell me, how many people? Anybody? Ten. How many ten. living room people? Ten. ten. If I can find ten righteous, just ten. just ten, I will spare the entire cities, all the cities, I will spare them if I can only find ten people who will walk after me. Here's the reality. He couldn't. He couldn't find 10 righteous. Only three escape, four, but then one turns back, right? So. So let that be a good uh, admonition to us, too, is. Yep. Is 
let us, if we're tempted to live a life that is not righteous or to do unholy it's, things. You're going to get worse. <laughs> good night. I mean, what if we were of the ten, you know, mm. that could, that he would spare a city for? Yeah, you know amen. what I'm saying? I know yeah. that's kind of a reach, but. Yeah, never think that it's not important for you. You may feel like your whole community is going off the deep end. And you may throw up your hands and say, what's the use? Well, there is a valuable, valuable lesson in you standing for truth, standing for God, even if you're the only one. Stand for the Lord. Amen. And so we see that the sins, now we studied in Jude and, and Peter and the sexual immorality, the sexual sin, uh, and we talked about the other things they did. But when we discussed this yesterday, verse 5 says, they called to Lot. So all the men come and they called to Lot and they said, bring out the men who came to you tonight. Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. New King James Version. In other words, bring them out so we can abuse them sexually is what they're saying. Okay. Lot goes out to them. Here's verse 6. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. Don't do this. This is wicked. Verse 8. See now, they said. No, Lot says. Now this right here blows me away. Can you believe this? Lot says. And I'd like to hear your comments on this. Lot says. Hey, guys, see now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. It means they're virgins, okay? Uh, please let me bring them out to you that you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. I am protecting these men. Lot knows they're angels. He knows they are uh, high beings. He realizes that. Even though that they're in the form of men, he realizes that they're actually angels. And he is trying to protect the angels of God, even so much so that he's willing to sacrifice his family. And he says, guys, I've, I've got two daughters. They've never even known a man. Let me bring them out. My goodness, that is Unbelievable. Like I said, I want to hear your comments about that. Verse 9 says, And they said, Stand back. Then they said, This one came in to stay here, and he keeps acting like a judge. Now, we will deal worse with you than with them. So they pressed hard against the man Lot and came near to break his door. Now, you know the rest of the story uh, because we're going to talk a little bit before we get off here, Dave. You know the rest of the story. The angels called the men to be blind, right? They, they yank Lot back in and they put a blindness over the city and then they tell Lot. Here's what they've concluded. No, we're not going to find ten righteous. Lot, get your family and get out of here because fire is about to rain down upon this place. Now, remember this. Now, we'd studied this before, but I want to remind you of this. God had promised the sign of God's covenant to mankind 
is the rainbow, and it's a promise that God will never destroy all the earth with the waters of a flood like he has done. We talked about that when we were studying the days of Noah, remember? Then later, so God says, I'm not going to do it like this again. Now, we know through other scriptures that God says, one more time, I'm going to cleanse the whole earth. But it's going to be by fire the next time. But that's beside the point. After the days of Noah's flood, the Lord says to man, now if any man sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. And we talked about how God now puts the requirement upon mankind, mankind to govern themselves, to make a government to suppress evil and to push it down in the communities. That's why governments are formed. And that's why in the new covenant, the apostles say, submit to the governments. They are, there's a purpose to government. Even, yes, even governments that are not wicked, I mean, are not fully righteous, still suppress some wicked. You don't know how bad it'll get. You take all the government away. Well, you might know. But it gets bad really, really fast. So later when Babylon, Babel happens and all the people come together and lift themselves up before God, one of the ways that God now makes judgment and, and pushes back the evil of mankind is he comes down and, and makes tribalism. He divides the tongues, makes everybody separate and go live in different parts of the earth. They can't understand each other. What does that do? That pushes the evil back to give time for some thousands of years to pass, okay, <laughs> and, and push it back. However, in pockets now, things are still going to rise. So God says, I will not destroy the whole earth, but he is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because as we have studied, it says the men of Sodom were extremely wicked. Now, I gave that to you yesterday, but let's, let's go 18, Genesis 18, 20. It said, the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grave. Okay, I'm going to take three more minutes and make some points before we end and say the Lord's Prayer today, okay? Let me get this back off here. Okay. Some little things I want to say. I wanted you to notice how the men of the city wanted to sexually abuse the strange men who had come into the city. And notice the, the ungodly, immoral act. And, and think about this. Why does, why does Jude say unnatural? Because... As we studied about fallen angels and mankind, and it's different. It's not the way they were created, okay? They were created. Uh, angels left their creation and did what they were not supposed to do. It was unnatural. They were not created for that. They did what was unnatural. Verse 7, in verse 7, I wanted you to notice that Lot wanted to protect these angels from this wicked violation at all cost. And so this is an attest an attestation to the righteous heart of Lot that he wants to protect the godly. And he says, brothers, don't do this so wickedly. Don't do something so wickedly. Wickedly. Verse 9. I want you to notice from verse 9. They basically say, How dare you judge us? Who do you think you are? 
to bring judgment on us. Now, we're going to do worse to you than we were going to do to them. And what I want you to see is the hatred. Not only can the men of Sodom not see their fallenness and their sin and that it's wicked, but they have a hatred for anyone who says it's wicked and that says, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Don't act this way. And now, not only do they just have a wickedness, but they hate those who don't agree with them. Do you see that? They have a, a vehement hatred for those. They have a vile hatred for those who don't agree with the licentiousness that they have decided to go with. And so I'll close with this. Uh, we heard Mark... Uh, Driscoll say something. I don't know if this is his quote or if it's a quote that he got from somebody, but he was preaching and I heard him say, we either submit to the creator, something like this, we submit to the creator in the way he created us, or we submit to the way that the demons want to recreate us. And, uh, we don't want to give in to seducing spirits. Can I get an amen? We don't want to give in to demons, to unclean spirits. And you, you've got to stand strong, brothers and sisters, especially in the day we're living. And if somebody, look, be full of mercy, be full of love, be full of compassion, but have a backbone of steel. Stand for what's right, but stand for it in love. Because all of us are sinners, okay? But you need to also understand that it's not popular and nor it's not going to get more popular either to stand for what's right, okay? That'll conclude our Bible study today. I'd love to see your comments. Thank you so much for being here this morning. And if you're watching this midday, evening, thank you for watching it whenever you watch Daybreak. We appreciate you being here and we love to... Read your comments as well. So be sure to comment. All right. Let's say the Lord's Prayer and we'll get off here. The Lord Jesus, Yeshua said, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And amen. I love you, saints. God bless you as you serve him. We'll see you tomorrow for Fear Not Friday. Bye.